and welcome to another episode of Don't Read the Comments, the podcast that takes a look at the stupid stuff people are saying online so that you don't have to. I'm Katie and as always I'm joined by my co-host Ken. Hello. We have been off for a couple of weeks but as usual we are back and ready to take a look at a few of the things that people are talking about online and see what they're saying about them. Um, Remember you can get involved by tweeting at uh, don't read pod you can find us on don't read the comments on facebook or you can email don't read the comments pod at gmail.com ken we have been off for a couple of weeks what have you been up to um <laughs> uh, I, I have been away uh, so I, I work work got um slightly mental so at least said soon as mended um but then um i spent a week up in orkney uh, and how was that very relaxing because there's um you know, you don't you don't go there to be entertained by bands or huge nightclubs or you know thronging pubs. <laughs> uh, you yeah. go up there for sort of uh, reflective solitude and being at one with the weather. <laughs> so oh, um, yeah, I can imagine so, you get blown about a bit in order. So um, so yeah, it was it was good just to you know just pootle about the island and kind of look at look at the sea and watch Re- birds and relax. <laughs> yeah, and encounter fifty mile an hour winds that sort of stuff. Yeah, on a good day. But yes, so we are back, and you are now back to the the horrors that are internet comments. <laughs> yes. So shall we kick off with our first story of the week? Yeah. So um, we've we've been saving some of these. Um, so just it was actually just last week. Uh, Auntie Masker uh, Bunnings Karen claims that she spoke to Princess Diana about Meghan. So th- so this. This is a New Zealand lady who obviously uh, feels that the COVID-19 mask thing is is all just a big conspiracy theory. And she claims to have conducted a seance summoning the spirit of Princess Diana. And she asked her a whole host of questions. Um, And the comments in angry people in local newspapers, some of them are priceless. Um, Well, this is it. So, yeah, she... This woman has apparently, she's in New Zealand, apparently she's called the police on a, on a TV crew. Um, she has basically said that um, at one point she seemed to have had COVID symptoms despite being an anti-masker. Oh she got in a row for berating staff at a post office. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's quite the character. But in this particular article, she is, um, apparently she, she asked Di 33 questions. <laughs> Very specific. Including, including whether she's still alive. Yes, uh, the angry people in the local in local newspapers, uh, the, some of the comments do point out the irony in uh, holding a seance a to ask if someone's alive. This is it, exactly. Um, yeah, so some of the comments. Good shout, though, to ask Princess D about the science of a pandemic. Someone should think of checking in with Stephen Hawking on who will win the next Britain's Got Talent epic. <laughs> uh, someone, I wouldn't name them. Um, I'm not taking mask advice from a dead woman who didn't wear a seatbelt. Um, <laughs> um, uh, if, if it wasn't mask, you've wrongly interpreted her message. It was seatbelt. I'm certain she definitely said, wear a seatbelt. <laughs> 
His magical holiness himself, Jesus Christ, came to me in a dream and told me that this woman is an absolute nutter. Father Christmas and Elvis Presley are both in agreement with this too. Yeah, here's another one. I can't help thinking of one message the late Princess uh, uh, of Wales would pass on as clunk clunk every trip. From that, <laughs> <laughs> narrated by Jimmy Savile. Oh um, God! For anyone who doesn't know who Jimmy is, uh, Google is your friend, but um, stand well back from the screen. Yeah, um, poor Diana never gets any peace. Constant stream of psychics queuing up to have a chat. Hi, my name's Maroon. This is me, Oh no, um, I seem to have. There we go. I seem to have some little puddling woman just suddenly speak to me out the, uh, out of the <laughs> screen there. Um, <laughs> during the lengthy seance, she asked Diana if she was still alive. Surely the answer is no. <laughs> um, but this is this is something else I, I, I have a problem with. Um, see, when people talk about past lives, um, uh-huh. the never on Mad Jock McPlop, the uh, the cesspit cleaner from no. you know from Peterhead, you know they're always Napoleon or Cleopatra. Or, yeah, uh, and again, someone points. I think someone else says, "Why is it the ghosts of the rich and famous people always choose to speak to some deranged weirdo when they need to communicate with the living?" Um, you know, it's never. It's never, uh, you know, just normal people. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone's put, let me guess, she doesn't like Megan for completely non-racist reasons. <laughs> um, I, I always wonder why the... Oh, yeah, yeah, someone else touched on this. I always wonder why alleged ghosts of famous people are the only ones uh, able to speak to people. It's almost as if they're making this shit up. Making shit up and wanting their pictures in the local newspapers. Kills the breeze. Um, it's because celebrities are still seeking attention even after their death. Has Diana's ghost taken up residence in New Zealand because the Daily Express won't leave her alone? <laughs> uh, Diana? I wouldn't have asked that dull Sloaner opinion in anything remotely intelligent while she was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Butler says, Princess Diana loves the trolling these days. Well, yes, Um Someone comments on the on the psychic uh, asking if that's Gerard Depardieu with a funny. I hat. just saw that. Yeah. Um, oh, this article makes my shit itch. How the yeah. media paint those who choose not to wear a mask are now deranged for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, she kind of seems like the woman who would be very pro-mask if you ask me, or rather anti anti-masker. <laughs> In what form did her spirit take? Whiskey, vodka, tequila? <laughs> oh, now, they're, they're, again, there's no point hugely talking about memes. Uh, I, too, have been in contact with the spirit world. And then that sort of weird picture of her outside an Angolan minefield. Someone's changed the uh, the mind warning sign to say, Princess Di says, wear your PPE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, she's wearing a mind mask and a, and a flat jacket. Um why is it these people never speak to monsters like Harold Shipman or Fred West or Jade Goody? <laughs> Jade Goody. Oh, dear. And, and someone's put, truly, though, the only thing Jade Goody slaughtered was the English language and the hope for intelligent life. Yeah, she... she um, and, and, I don't well, think yeah. she deserves to be up there with Shipman or Fred West, to be fair. No, she was uh, more of a risk to herself than anything else. Um, so someone just points out, you can tell it's a full moon. <laughs> um, stay off the bath salts. Uh, again, the hat says it all. She she does have an amusing hat. Um, I, there's been a couple of Mr. T memes. I don't get that either. Oh, because in the 
in the message she she calls them she calls people who don't wear masks crazy fools ah crazy fools and it's like a pitted fool right i i thought it was uh ain't getting on no goddamn plane yeah there's that too <laughs> um, yeah that that hat is something special so yeah um it, it seems like um other companies are not immune um to the the maniacs um that we seem to suffer from in here but princess Di has been dead for what like 25 years now yes um it's not like 96 or something she died yeah and still it rumbles on and it's but i mean the person who who said about the daily express not leaving her alone is bloody true enough uh, yeah, I think they bought shares in uh, purple uh, uh, print ink um, years ago, and probably fifty percent of the world's stockpile. Because anytime they 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 do anything on the heart, there's always this sort of purple t- print. Pinch, yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, apparently anti-maskers will do anything they can to avoid wearing masks, including invoking ghosts. <laughs> of, of of crazy Sloan Rangers. Exactly, of non-seatbelt wearers. Like, you know, if Darth Vader tells me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask. He wore a mask all the time. Yes. He was also the Green Cross code man as well. Exactly. He knew safety. Anyway, let's move on from Princess Di um, to our second story of the week, which is one that I think we will have opinions on. Yeah. Um, so this, this one's... Uh, so it seems... Um, I've probably only been subscribing to uh, angry people in the uh, in local newspapers for a while, uh, and they have a they have a constant theme at this time of year called "Go Home Now," and it's about school kids who've turned up in in, in some sort of perceived disarray, clothes or hair or makeup. Um, and this is a piece from the Liverpool Echo where just twenty minutes into the academic year, some girl and to be honest, I see the photo and she doesn't look bad at all. Yeah. sent home over fake tan and eyebrows um and she's probably the least offensive eyebrows i've seen on a teenager in years and tan to be fair you know yeah. she's not she's not the oompa loompa orange color oh, no, she's not no not at all and her mum claims that you know she has a bit of a tan because she'd been on holiday and she just has because the the trend is massive thick dark eyebrows and yeah people people draw them on they get them microbladed they get them you know there's actually a a brand that's called hd brows so like high definition brows these eyebrows it's i think it started for the people who overplucked their eyebrows in the 90s and (laughs) early 2000s and this is a way to kind of get them back but it's just gone completely overboard now and there's no such thing as a natural brow look it's all just and sometimes, I mean, I call them Sharpie brows. Yes. Because they do look like they've been drawn on with a black Sharpie. But this girl doesn't have that. So the mum says, look, she's got naturally thick eyebrows. And she seems to have quite dark hair. Yeah. I mean, her hair's highlighted. But, yeah, she doesn't She doesn't look as bad as some of the lassies that I've seen. God, no. Not, not at all. But um, she, she was told that she had breached uniform rules by wearing too much fake tan and filling her eyebrows in. Well, she, I, I wouldn't, and there was comments also about shoes, and I can see a photograph now, and they are just lace-up shoes, albeit they're patent leather, and frankly, I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> patent leather school shoes. I, now, I had a pair back in the 80s, they were docks, um, 
Um, and just a slight touch of Vaseline in the morning on the shoes. Um, yes. And they they were you know high gloss finish. They looked like some soldier had been polishing them all night for you. You know parade ground gloss. Mm-hmm. So no, I I am um, I can't really see anything untoward about her appearance in her school well, uniform. I mean the mum is saying. Um, they've said she's too dark. We've only just come back from Portugal, so it was a real tan. They said her eyebrows were too dark as well. I understand some girls draw them on and go in with big slugs, but my daughter <laughs> doesn't do that. She's never had to paint them or anything like that. And then she said, the teacher added that her shoes had also breached uniform rules, but she could not understand why. She said, they're just plain black lace-up shoes there isn't a diamond on them there isn't a bow on them she said half the girls in her year have got the same identical shoes they haven't been sent home only megan has now looking at her when you see the full body shot her legs and her hands are quite tanned mm-hmm. but they don't look she's not orange no she's not an impalimpa. and then she says teachers have previously objected to her eyebrows and her daughter has been forced to prove she wasn't wearing any brow pencil apparently yeah. Apparently the teachers would stand outside the gates with wipes to make her wipe her eyebrows. Good God, is that the hill they want to die on? Is, mm. is there not so much other things and, and shit they could be dealing with? Well, this and, is it. So this is this is the principal's comment. Let's see what you think about this before we get on to the Liverpool Echo reader comments. Lord Derby Academy Principal Vicky Gowan said she was unable to comment on individual cases, but added... We operate to the very highest of standards at Lord Derby Academy. We take pride in our traditional approach to all aspects of school life. Does that mean they use the belt still? We strive (laughs) to ensure every pupil at LDA is treated fairly and that our rules regarding uniform are applied consistently. The school is always keen to work in partnership with families so that the clear expectations regarding uniform and appearance can be upheld. You know what? It's not bullshit, but her response to that girl is bullshit. Well, it's, you know, it's just it's she, nothing wrong with that child. No, and I mean there are some, there have been some that I've seen. You know the kind of go oh, home right. things where I've gone, yeah, they're taking the piss a little bit. But this is completely not one of them. And I mean the lassies, she's a bonnie lassie. She looks her age. She doesn't look like she's completely caked her face in makeup to look old, try to look older or more uh-huh. mature. She's not wearing lipstick or anything. You know, she doesn't even look like she's got colour in her cheeks or anything like that. Like she's got some tanned arms and legs and she's got thick eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And after six months of not being able to go to school, she gets sent home on the first day. Absolute nonsense. So Liverpool Echo readers are quite divided on this. <laughs> yes. Um God, when we went to school, we couldn't even have our hair coloured. Rules are rules. Why parents encourage their kids to break them is beyond me. No respect for anything these days. No hope for the kids. That's a bit stiff. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't think she's broken any rules. Yeah. Um, Someone else on the other side of the fence saying, I'll just never understand how some tan or any form of beauty can affect schoolwork or be against any sort of school rule whatsoever it's just crazy she doesn't look bad i've seen much worse oh yeah um you know someone else says i feel sorry for this poor girl i'd be taking it higher sounds like a form of bullying if you need to prove all the time and they're still arguing over it even on a first day back i can understand her frustrations mm-hmm. um a woman's been saying been having this problem with the school for over a year now 
over eyebrows. I'm totally fed up with her being put in isolation over them. Now, this is the other thing. If they don't send them home, they make them go work in the library by themselves and they're not allowed into classes. Um, her face has had... Basically, she's saying the difference between... Because people are saying she's obviously got fake tan on her legs. And this mum... This seems to be the mum of the girl who's commenting. In the, right. And she's basically saying her face had factor 50 on. That's why her face is still quite pale, but her legs are quite dark. Right. Well, yeah, it does. Yes, it is. Uh, I see her. Um, I see her uh, picture. Eh? Um, again, you know, I mean, like you say, you do see some horrors in angry people. Um, but even even we, you know, we schoolboys going with a, you know, um, a skin fade haircut. Yeah. And, and again, you know, that's a short back and sides. Well, <laughs> if you didn't a- have a short back and sides at school. You, you got you got eyebrows raised when I was at school, you know. And even these kids that wear like black on black trainers that unless you look closely at don't look like trainers. Yeah. But they get sent home for wearing trainers. It's not like they're wearing fucking fluorescent yellow trainers. Mm-hmm. Um. And here's here's the typical um cliche. There are rules to follow. Get over your scuff. School is to learn. It isn't a fashion parade. <laughs> so, somebody's not realised that he's on the Liverpool Echo Post and not an angry uh, uh, angry locals like mother like daughter learnt behaviour PS daughter needs to work on her compo face mum's got that boxed off <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the wrong page mate but the other thing as well is I had some of this bother at school when I, when I was at school in the mid to late 90s and it was like I wore baggy trousers because that was the fashion in like 2000, mm-hmm. 2001. I got told that my trousers were a health and safety hazard, so I weren't allowed to wear them anymore. Fine. The only health and safety hazard they caused was to me, mm-hmm. not to anyone else. It was just they were so baggy, I might have tripped over them one day. <laughs> then they tried to tell me that my leather jacket was against the school uniform rules, to which I asked them where in the rules it told me what jackets were and weren't appropriate because there was nothing in the rules about what jacket you could wear then oh i went through this phase and kind of late 90s early 2000s moshery type kids did this a lot so you're gonna (laughs) laugh so i used to get old pairs of colored fishnet tights i used to cut the crotch out of them and you'd put them over your head and use the legs as arm sleeves yes so I used to wear that under my white school shirt. So I had my trousers, my shirt, my tie, and then I had these fishnets on underneath. Uh-huh. I got told I would get kicked out of school if I didn't stop wearing them. <laughs> I used to wear dark lipstick, got told I'd get kicked out of school if I didn't stop. But you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. I, my grades meant nothing. I was straight A's and B's, and they were going to kick me out because fishnets. Uh, yeah, I, I've... I, yeah, I've never been um, a, a fan of conformity. Um, you, you know, I I, I remember. Um, so I went to Perth High School, and um, and I had long hair back then. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember going up to get my my prefects. So I was a prefect um, because again, my appearance didn't affect my behaviour. Um, exactly. So, yeah, but I, I I do remember raising eyes uh, eyebrows. <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm I'm going up on the stage with my twelve hole docks and my black canvas jeans, but but with my school blazer on to get my prefix badge and my stripes. Exactly. Uh, you know, and and long hair, and no one cared. You know, um, I don't I don't remember, you know, 
I, I think back then, um, in some ways, looking back, um, the way we dressed was probably more controversial back then because it was all about tribes and the music you were into. Yeah. Um, and, and now, for folk just to be chucked out of school for having, uh, you know, slightly ropey, her eyebrows aren't, but slightly ropey eyebrows, you know, you know there was people going to school with, you know, they, they spent a morning before an hour before getting on the school bus using a whole can of hairspray it was like up on ends 18 inches high exactly or you'd have people who you know you had the the phases with how you tied your tie yes and i mean i don't know it was it's it i remember as if it's got worse over time it's not actually it's not one of these things where uh, you know we still got the belt back then but um yeah what you look like was probably one of the you know the, the least thing the least folk got uptight about well, this is it, and it, it's so funny as well because you know they argue. The argument when I was in school was it was to prepare you for life. But, <laughs> but how many people now actually wear uniforms in no, like in later I know. life? I know. But it, I, I remember <laughs> this is um, when I was in fifth year at school. I uh, I lived with my dad. My dad didn't have a job at the time, so like. He didn't have a tumble dryer. Mm-hmm. And so everything that we washed and dried was like line dried or dried on a clothes horse, which takes time. Yeah. And we lived in a bungalow and, you know, everything else. And I had like two or three white shirts and that was it. And I had gone into school. I had my school trousers on, my school shoes on, but I had a, a band T-shirt on. Because I'd gone to a gig the night before. So I had a band mm-hmm. T-shirt on and I had my hair in braids like big chunky almost like if I'd let them go they'd have turned into uh, dreadlocks but they were just big chunky braids that I'd put my hair in for the gig so I turned up in school like this and this teacher comes over to me and goes where's your uniform and I said well you know other than my t-shirt I'm wearing my uniform you know and he's like this isn't and and then he started questioning me in front of my peers this you didn't take me out into the corridor or something Uh where's your uniform my uniform was dirty but why didn't you wash it i did wash it but it's wet it's hanging on my clothes horse oh do you not have a tumble dryer no well could you not put your washing upstairs because heat rises i live in a bungalow do you know what i mean and i wasn't i genuinely wasn't being cheeky this was like the facts of the situation so he's like i'm gonna phone your dad later on i'm like okay so sure enough, I get home from work and my dad gets this phone call from this teacher. And everything I had said to this teacher, my dad repeated because it was all true. Yeah. And my dad culminated this conversation with, I don't like the fact you've embarrassed my daughter in front of our pals because she's had to say that I don't have a job right now. She turns up, she gets the grades and until um, unt- until she, her grades start slipping, don't bother phoning me again. I don't care how she turns up. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm like, oh, my, you phoned my dad. And now I was in fifth year. I wasn't a, fir- a bratty little first year. I wasn't, you know, uh-huh. and, and I was completely honest with him. And he still phoned my dad to tell on me. And my dad's like, I know what she looked like when she left the house. If I thought it was a problem, I wouldn't let her do it. <laughs> He's like, it was either that or she was going to have to stay off school because I didn't have a uniform to send her in with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's the other thing as well, is that they're so strict on these uniform rules, which, I mean, you'll know as well, uniforms stop bullying. No, they don't. No, they don't. don't. Because the kids whose parents can't afford four or five jumpers or four or five branded polo shirts or gym kits or whatever, 
and they're maybe wearing the hand-me-downs from the big brothers and sisters or the big cousins, you know who they are. <laughs> so you still know the quote-unquote poor ones. Yeah. It just penalises people. It's like the same way where in America you see a lot of the girls getting sent home because they wore a vest top and that's too provocative and it distracts the boys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, I've I've heard that said too. And it's like, no. And a woman on this Liverpool Echo, actually, she's from Canada, and she says, such a strange concept. Here in Canada, only expensive private or traditional schools have uniforms. I teach in a public high school. We have a dress code that prohibits clothing with inappropriate references or that might lead to a body part popping out. Kids can dye their hair green for all we care. Some do. They have eyebrow rings, fake lashes, bright eyeshadow. It doesn't affect their ability to learn and get good grades. It does allow them to express themselves. Who really cares if a kid has a fake tan and eyebrows? In Canada, we have bigger fish to fry. Are they at school to learn? Good. Are they safe at home, getting enough to eat, experimenting with drugs and alcohol, suffering with mental health issues, being bullied? Those are the real things that a a school should be concerning themselves with. To deprive a kid from a day's education due to a tan and eyebrows is ridiculous. Totally. And I think that is a good comment to kind of wind it up on. Yeah, she's been stitched up. Somebody's got it in for her. Yeah, or her mum. Well, well, yes. Because this is the other... I mean, were you the oldest... Yeah. Yeah. So say you pissed off the head teacher, your younger sibling might have gotten it in the neck based on the <laughs> sins of the older child, you know. Um, and I also think as well, kids have such bad confidence as teenagers, like they do. Yeah. And if a kid can put on some makeup or a nice jacket or a pair of shoes with a heel on them to make them feel a bit better about themselves, fucking let them do it. Yeah, there's, there's so. I mean, I, I've said this before. You know, here not this year, but in the other years, you know, exam results and the, the stress they put them through. You know, what shoes they're wearing really, really isn't really isn't the the worst of things. I'm going I mean, through a mum's uh, Facebook page, um, and by no means a criticism, but um, I think our mum's had extensive dental work. That, really? that doesn't look like that doesn't look like teeth. That looks like a solid strip of white vinyl plastic. Oh, nice. But they are, they're too perfect. Yeah, it's just, I don't, it, it just annoys me. Like, is appearance really more important than a lassie's education? No. And you, no. you're the father of two daughters. You can kind of say. They, they, yeah. I don't think they, um, oh dear, no. I'm looking. <laughs> they, 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 I, I'm going through this. They went to a phone party and uh, there's a picture of her dad and it just, it, yeah. Just doesn't look right. No, let's be fair. They're scousers. Um, I mean, he he and himself looks okay. It's just the whole situation of him being covered in bubbles and this middle-aged man surrounded by (laughs) lots of teenagers. It's like, just, mate, you should have had some insight into that. Yeah, yeah. um, Going back to Jimmy Savile referred to the previous (laughs) conversation. No, I mean, my two two were... were, were, um, literally gave no shits uh, and again that might have been a problem for them because i know my youngest had trouble at school and she didn't enjoy it um but you know i i don't see it holding them back now by the way they dress when they were at school no and isn't school the time you make the stupid fashion mistakes that you cringe on yeah. when you're older yeah. whether it's the dodgy haircut or whatever the bad makeup and everything else anyway 
let's cheat ourselves up or perhaps scar ourselves entirely with the latest offering in Poetry Corner. Yeah, Susan's back in the um, in the Derby uh, Derby Telegraph. Um, so it's entitled New Underwear by Susan Booth. Um, the latest craze, fashion undergarments, relieving flabby gain, so comfortable, seamless, stretchy, pretty butterflies instead of elephant strain, lace. Trying to be sexy for those vain, no underwires or breathless pain, not pushed up, just elasticity cased, must-haves. Simply pull them on, spare tyres. Swallowed whole in one, no midriff bulge, boobs exasperated. Can I divulge? Is it just me? But do your pants roll down near your pelvic region, eventually found. Gain material lump. Does your bra curl up? Snugly warm sound. More Michelin man crease with extra bump. Now I'm feeling let down. Do you feel like you're like you swathed in giant rubber bands? Is it really worth it, ladies? Wearing tight things, crammed. Do you think these might be worse? Been wearing skimpy thongs. My advice: don't give a damn. Just wear none. Uh, Susan's gone commando. Dear me. So, Susan is anti-underwear. <laughs> now, I think she's anti-spanks. Well, I, I, not being an expert um, in the wearing of these things, um, that I was kind of thinking. Is this some sort of weird control underwear that she's... Um... Yeah, because she's talking about, yeah, spare tire, swall- swallowed hole in one, no midriff bulging everything. That's Spanx. Like, so Spanx basically come right up and just suck it, like, basically are so tight and stretchy, it holds everything in. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. So, angry people in local newspapers... Um, I am just so confused. Her patterns are eclectic. Put aside the fact that it's absolute shite and nonsense for a second. It wouldn't be nearly as bad if there was just a tiny bit of coherence to her structure. Um, uh, Someone else says, all this tells me Susan needs to be properly fitted for a bra. Uh, Get down to Marks and Sparks. There'll be no need for this drivel. And then someone asks, do they cater for men too? Asking for a friend. (laughs) I read this while old-timey burlesque music was playing in the background and I nearly threw up. Yeah, at least it wasn't 70s porn music. Meow, meow, meow. With a cat pedal on the guitar. Um, What I want to know is, what is the quality of the letters they receive if this shit is the best they print? Boobs Exasperated sounds like an album title. Yeah, I I think that was... um, that was Radiohead's last album. Exactly. Then someone's replied, their second album, Strained Gusset, was much better. <laughs> ah, now Strained Gusset. Now we're getting into the realms of Spinal Tap. Exactly. Um, what? Yeah, so Christ Almighty, that's done it for me. I thought she was well sexy anyway, but now I know she doesn't wear pants. Not only that, her boobs are exasperated. I'm just nipping to the shed, love. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, it. That's Paul, who has long admitted his affection for Susan. Yes. Um, from the from the picture that uh, was published about Susan, she didn't she didn't look like um, she particularly required uh, from, from the small the small photo. She didn't particularly look like she needed to control underwear. So uh, maybe I don't know. Um, someone's put too much information. It's ruined my vision of Susan as a pale, slim figure dressed in clothes well, that give a little nod to the fashions of her youth. Yes. 
And then someone's replied, nah, she was always a demented, chunky monkey surrounded by 47 cats in my mind. <laughs> so Mick says, I don't actually think it's even attempted poetry anymore. I think this is just what comes out when Susan transcribes her screams and puts them through Google <laughs> Translate. Someone's put, also, there are two words in there with no capital letters. Is that a hidden message? Never spotted any non-capitalised words before. Um... To which someone's replied, the words are it and it, secret code for I, tit. Tit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sick to death of our shit fest poetry and a near constant publication, both in print and and here uh, by Gareth Long. Um, it's only a matter of time before Susan is hospitalised, so she better have <clears throat> clean pants for that. <laughs> That reminds me, something popped up in my Facebook memories about clean pants. Um, um, it was about five years ago, and I got on the bus from the village here to go, in, go into the city centre. And uh, the bus driver was obviously, he was a, five, a frustrated Fife boy racer, um, or, or he had a death wish. Uh, and, I, and I commented that um, whilst my mum would have been proud to put clean pants on, by the time we get to Perth, I'd probably shat myself. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, clean pants for, for hospital. Okay. I'm convinced that she is at it, laughing at us, laughing at her. Mm-hmm. Instead of elephant strain, sounds very fucking dubious, Susan. And they don't forget. <laughs> you had me until snuggly. Sure, that's misspelt. Um, I'm just going to now. I'm just trying to see the <coughs> the, the, the context. Yeah, I don't know. Looks all right to me. So it's bit Susan's feeling kinky today. Playful minx. <laughs> I can only think that she swapped her underwear for a giant sausage casing. That's the set list from Madonna's last tour. <laughs> <laughs> now, in a, in, a, in a poem we haven't featured, somebody claims that they were actually Depeche Mode lyrics. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, I think Martin Gore would pr- probably have something to say about that. <laughs> How someone's asking, you know, a life, a, an existential question: How does one exasperate a boob? <laughs> To be honest, it sounds like something that happens to you. Well, this um, is it. And then it poss- says, possibly by someone who can't take no as an answer. Well, it says, don't know, but it's quite easy to annoy a tit on Twitter. Well, well, yeah. Another Vogon reference. Uh, wearing fashion items to school. Home you go. <laughs> Boobs Exasperated was a Swedish soft porn actress in the 1970s. <laughs> uh, cousin of Brit Etland. Um, there, there's plenty of vomiting. Um, oh no, no, Billy, Billy, no man, man, no, uh, not my proudest wank. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's put, "Am I the only one turned on by this?" And the person replied, "Hopefully." Yes. Uh, someone's just put the word chafing. Um, who knows? Chafing. And uh, so you know the you know the middle button predictive text thing. Yes. Someone's done a post. All right. Latest craze is the best way to get used to the hospital because he is a man and a cat and a man and a boy who is a good friend or a book during the day. And I noticed she is a real man who is afraid to be a lot of new things. And someone's put that still better than Susan's attempt. And uh, someone said, I trust you've sent this to your local paper, to which the author replied, Sunday Sport. <laughs> you'll, you'll get that published. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, I mean, some people are thinking she's like some kind of meta troll genius well we'll maybe never know 
Nicola Burden Kirby says, I actually get this poem, having also fallen foul of these online adverts for miracle comfortable shaping undergarments. Susan makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm convinced that she's at it, laughing at us, laughing at her. Um, surely this verse is produced by a very wonky algorithm. Please pull the plug. Man, this feminist poetry is getting more abstract by the day. Susan's work is growing on me. I need specialist help. To which someone replied, growing on you, like skin cancer? Question mark. Um, I think the Supreme Leader should try and get an exclusive interview with Susan. I have a horrified fascination. This person obviously doesn't know that there was an interview. <laughs> One fan even referred to her as Darby's new poet, poet laureate. You've misspelt nauseate, hun. <laughs> I remember Pam Ayres staring down the camera, babbling incoherently and without a hint of irony. She found herself hilariously talented while, even as a child, I just shook my head. I think Boobs Exasperated might become my new codename. Um, someone, someone says it's the follow-up to uh, Girl Interrupted. <laughs> I'm unsure as to whether Susan is genuinely asking for feedback on her underwear or canvassing feedback from the Leicester dogging community. <laughs> There's an activity that always leaves me slightly boggled. The people who go dogging are never the people you want to go dogging. Well, yes, exactly. Um, it, it, it's like, in a, in a milder way, it's like the great myth of firemen. Um, when you actually meet real firemen, they don't look uh, anything like Hollywood firemen. firemen. Yeah. I know. I used to get very excited whenever fire alarms went off at work, and then I quickly got disabused of that notion. Yeah, you know, you know ten, ten middle-aged Dundonians, balding and angry, and just want, just want to get back to the gym or their tea. Well, there's no, there's no. There's no muscle-bound stripper about them at all. No, to be fair, one of them jokingly offered to give me a fireman's lift once and I thought that he might die with the effort. So I think <laughs> um, so I was just put, Jesus, Susan. <laughs> Too much information, eh? And Mike Greasley said, what's worse, Susan dressed as a Parisian whore or butt naked? Um, that's a bit of a loaded question. Exactly. <laughs> There's no right answer to that one. Yeah. But, I mean... It is quite a, a risky subject. Yeah, well, for Suze, yeah, maybe, maybe they're just going to get riskier uh, as time progresses. Yeah, maybe this is the poetic equivalent of some kind of burlesque striptease or something. Mm. But then, you know, she's talking about, do your pants roll down near to pelvic region? Like, And then it says, like you're swathed in giant rubber bands. It's like, are these worth... Do you think these might be worse than wearing skimpy thongs? No, because the difference is these don't go right the way up your arse. Yeah, again, I've never particularly thought that would be comfortable, Frank. I mean, basically, it's slightly tighter than wearing a swimming costume, basically. Yeah. It's just, like, elasticated, tight. It's it, it's not like wearing a corset. It doesn't constrict your breathing. <laughs> it just smooths. Smooths. That's what I say. I'm just smoothing. <laughs> because I I wear them quite a lot. You get different severities. Severities. Suppose <laughs> you get like I just want to pull down a little bit, or I want to look three sizes smaller than I usually am. But yeah, once again, Susan has got some notoriety in the 
in the poems, Heather's going to have to set up her game now that Susan's revealed she's gone commando. Do you know what? She's going to come back and, and says that, you know, she deep throats the local vicar or something. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the last, I think uh, the last Heather one we covered was like a haircut or something. Yes. Haircuts aren't cutting it anymore. <laughs> Not happening. But yeah, if, and if you... If you do scroll back pretty much the whole of this week on Angry People in Local Newspapers, it's all kids getting sent home from school, which is fun. Home you go. Yes. Anyway, that will do us for this week. We are sorry for filling your head with Susan's pants or lack thereof. Uh Uh, Remember, get involved. Email us, don'treadthecommentspod at gmail.com. Visit us at the Don't Read the Comments Facebook page or tweet at don'treadpod. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars. Please be nice. And we will be back again very, very soon. Bye for now. Bye. Don't Read the Comments is a PandaCat media production. Our theme music was created by Amelia Baylor. Find her on Twitter at Amelia Baylor.